Welcome to The Weekly. I'm Jeremy. I'm Chris. And this week on The Weekly, Fantasy Age, second edition. Is that Age or A-G-E? Well, it's the AGE system, okay, but I'm right. going to say age because right. that, that, yeah, yeah. Throwing a wrench already. Sorry. No, 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 that's fine. No, I, I think, uh, I, I think it works best as age, but mm. then it can mean something. Yeah. It's an acronym. So right. sure. Why not? <laughs> Pathfinder sells out. Yep. What? Black flag presses on. Mm-hmm. C7D20, 5E compatible system. C7D20. Okay, that's yeah. a mouthful. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goodman oh. Games. Oh, yeah, you got oh, it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. Goodman Games, best sales ever. Mm-hmm. And GameFound misses their goal. And oh. there's a specific other company that screwed them up. But, right. uh, okay. But they're all making inroads against Kickstarter. So, right. yeah, let's cheer them on. Could that be the company that screwed them over? <laughs> no, no. All right. So, um, Fantasy A-G-E, or Age, as I'm going to call it, uh, sure. second edition. The, so, the core rulebook um, will be introduced uh, by Green Running next month. Oh, wow. So, we're going to get- released, released? Uh, introduced, yeah. They're just saying introduced. Okay. So, oh, no, releases. No, it will release. Yeah, it's, it's releasing next month. So, this is an update to the 2015 rule set. So, it's been a while yeah. that they've had uh, first edition. New and refined rules. Ease of entry is kind of the motivation mm-hmm. for doing this. Um, a class and level system. So, nothing you know completely- uh, unrecognizable mm-hmm. and a, a stunt system that allows uh, players to perform heroic actions in and out of combat and also the optional peril and daring mechanics okay. to uh, uh, develop a, uh, yeah, so events in the game can have a, okay. a little more flavor. So yeah, this uh, uh, book will also include a complete selection of magic devices, uh, spells and monsters. And we know that the uh, first edition uh, version is being used for games like The Expanse or Modern a G E. They have some licensed titles that are, are running the system, and will be the fifth season uh, system. Oh right, yeah. So Green Ronin is is publishing yeah fifth season. So there's the, the book first book of the yeah, season. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, so so uh, we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Now that I'm seeing peril and daring, yeah, it's I don't know. I I, well, I wonder. That's it, part of two E. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Edition, that's true. Right? That's true. So, yeah, we'll see. And I'm not I'm not familiar with what they did with The Expanse to kind of adapt right. it to the setting. So hopefully they'll do something and the magic will be appropriate. Yeah, it'll, well, it'll okay. work. I think I said this on the, the Oath, latest Oathmark stream, but my only exposure to the, the fantasy AGE was like an old Dragon Age mm-hmm. uh, live stream. Oh, yeah. I think that, yeah, that was the first the first system I think yep, they developed the first before. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. then I think they kind of, the impression I get is they kind of stripped out setting bits and lore bits and stuff and built fantasy age um mm. yeah the if i would have to guess the peril and daring mechanic is probably something similar to the 2d20 momentum resource and, yeah momentum and threat yeah, yeah. that's that's uh-huh. what i'm okay. that's what i'm going to guess right, right? and I'm, that's not me complaining that's just saying i bet you it's kind of mm-hmm. that mechanic mm, interesting but hopefully it's perilous and Dangerous, yeah. Dangerous, dangerous. I don't know. I, don't I, I like those GM mm-hmm. currency things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're they're interesting. Um, and I was surprised we did uh, about ten, uh, ten sessions of uh, John Carter, mm. and I was surprised how well it does work. If you're not paying attention to it, it it can really just be this thing where okay, the game master at the end of the session can just pound on you. Right, right. But it can also be this interesting back and forth that um, I, I was surprised how it works. It, it does it does make sense. I mean, I can see the intention, and I finally got it to work because I hear so many people complain, and maybe they just don't 
um, spend enough time with it to hear mm-hmm. other people complain about it, it. You know, players are interrupting things, and and uh, I just want to tell my story. <laughs> yeah, and, book. Yeah, right. And GMs can like you know endlessly send waves of reinforcements and things, but in a lot of situations, it works really well. And of course, and I I think especially for pulp. Mm, yeah. letting the players interrupt and say oh by the way we talked to this guy before we left right. you know that and being having or, um, i know that person or right or stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah so being able to pick up resources or do, or do things on the fly so there is uh, a way to rewrite uh, especially with the luck points you can actually uh, rewrite part of the narrative in your favor i mean it's a huge you're sacrificing a huge mm. uh, you only get a couple of those right but you sacrifice a huge amount of currency for it but it's uh yeah I, I liked how it works so yeah if they do something like that i think it's it's more fun uh there's there's back and forth, and I think it works with certain settings and things. If people are really mathy and very critical and strategic about what they want to do, that can I can see why that would be frustrating. Right. But uh, it's well, good for story. Who who knows what what these people played before? But if you're doing it just kind of like D and D inspiration, yeah, it's just right? yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There there is much more of a back and forth, so you have to play with it that way. And yeah, and the awarding of it and everything. Uh, it's nice. It gets you kind of very connected to your actions. Kind of sounds things. like the argument people have against like uh, fate, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, the, the fate points are kind of like with invokes and compels are supposed to kind of go back and forth, and the chips are supposed to be going back and forth. And if they only kind of go like one way, mm-hmm. well, the game kind of grinds to a halt. Or like if the DM is just like not hoarding them, but like okay, you keep giving me all these points at the end of the session, <laughs> boom, right? You're like, right. Oh, right. Well, anyway, yeah. So yeah, we'll uh, uh, see what second edition looks like when it comes out. I wonder out. if they're going to attach it any kind of setting. Oh, I don't know. Or if there's going to be like right. an implied setting. Yeah, because they're calling this is the fantasy. Yeah, so they have fantasy and modern. So yeah, they, I'm not sure if, if the original fantasy does. I don't think it did. Yeah. So we'll see. And then we'll see how quickly then modern and some of their other systems are going to be adapted. Hmm. And sad news, Paizo has sold out of hardcover core rule books okay. this is this is a hard time for them no, actually they're, they're they're insanely happy about this um they won't have new rule books uh printed until uh april um, so next uh next month month yeah yeah two months yeah, yeah, two, month, two months wow yeah that's right so uh, april 2023 uh the company was bombarded um with weeks worth of orders during this ogl 1.1 battle and they're not complaining a lot of companies are smiling that uh right. watsi made this misstep and uh really made their online stores <laughs> burning hot. So they had an open gaming sale, um, which they called a critical hit, and they sold an eight-month supply of core rule books in two weeks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so if you want to get your hands, it's going to be difficult, maybe like, you know, used on eBay or whatever. You can or get just your hands wait. In there. Yeah, or just wait. Or just wait until April. Right, right. right? And uh, But the one thing that is still available that I, w- I should have brought, but I would advise, it's about that size. Right. The pocket edition oh, of okay. the Paizo books is really useful. It's something- Sorry. Apart from us 90 kids, <laughs> yeah. 90s kids who wore Junko jeans, what pocket is a book that size fitting in, yeah, right? It's a 400, I think it's, it's a 400 page book, but um, it's a, a scaled down, so it's exactly the same uh, text and everything on the pages uh, just scaled down. So it's a little tiny, so right. older so older old, players. As 90s yeah. kids need to bust on our magnifiers. Yeah, yeah, you might have to get out your magnifiers, yeah. but it's really convenient for passing around a table and everything. It's a nice reference to flip through and it's not so, uh, it doesn't you know take up so much space. Right. You can basically just hold it like this. Um, well, you like that game. <laughs> game. you never know what I'm looking up, and uh, but and they do that with all of the books. They do a pocket, a soft cover pocket edition oh, of all nice. of the uh, hardcover books that are released, and they're significantly cheaper. So if you've got young, strong eyes and can <laughs> yeah. see small text, yeah. 
Um, they're, they're really useful, much less to carry, and you can have basically everything with you for you know, much less the cost and the weight. Of Your back will thank you later. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so those are still available. And they did also see a huge spike in the beginner box sales. Yep. And Paizo does a good beginner box, this uh, Starfinder. Uh, it's, it's huge because they give you the pawns, they give you maps, they give you everything... Uh, that you could need uh, to actually just you know put it right dice. on the table. Yeah, dice yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, everything in there. It's really, uh, really a nice, uh, very shiny box. Very shiny. Yeah, it's not going to show anything. Right? Yeah, right. It's got incredible. Oh, and the chat is hiding it too. But um, yeah, it's got a really nice, uh, really nice complete set. And uh, it's so that this new starter box that f they released for Five E that mm. one that's just like a little piece of paper that says, "Here's your code for D and D Beyond." I mean, this this blows it away. So if you really want a uh, to jump right into Pathfinder Second Edition, yeah, the, that beginner box is a good way to do it. And how would you go about doing that? Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of uh, um, fill in the gap here while we're waiting for uh, books to be republished, uh, there is a, a humble bundle oh, that yeah. is featuring uh, Paizo. So the uh, Paizo, uh, you so you want to try Pathfinder. Uh, book uh, bundle. Yeah, that's appropriately named, yeah. <laughs> right. And so in that is, um, for as little as a dollar, you can get PDFs for the wow. core books, and uh, I think the first couple of core books, and then you also, it goes up to um, a larger amount. It's like $400 worth of books for 25 I think is the highest. Wow. But it also includes physical copies. So there's a physical copy of the beginner box that you can order. Um, you have to pay additional shipping right, okay. uh, for that. Uh, and, but they do ship internationally because it's coming from the Paizo web store. It's right, a code okay. you put into the Paizo web oh, store okay. that you can uh, that they'll then send it out. So they will ship internationally. So available basically anywhere that Paizo ships, you, uh, you can get the uh, beginner box physical copy. And uh, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty nice. A, a few times they, uh, the, I think we've talked about before uh, the, when they did that. Maybe for Starfinder, mm. but um, this is a, yeah a good chance to uh, to jump right in and and already be supporting them. So they're they're out of physical copies, but wow. you can get the digital. Eight months worth in two weeks. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Watsy's got to be happy about that, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, you are welcome. Christmas came late this yeah. year. All right, and uh, so we're. Wondering what other effect this is having or what other uh, things people are doing by the announcement of the OGL 1.0a standing and the and the SRD in uh, Creative Commons. Well, Kobold Press, one of the first ones to kind of react strongly as well, says black flag will continue. So no white flag for black flag. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um uh, yeah, because of these events, uh, they uh, so this ensures that 5e will remain available, this, this Creative Commons move. But they, uh, Cobalt Press is saying uh, their project is uh, moving forward, the timeline is unchanged, and they um, will start releasing uh, playtests the end of this month, so end of February 2023. Uh, Black Flag maintains core compa compatibility with 5e products that you that Cobalt Press is already producing. Um, they want to embrace 5e and expand upon it. So their goal is to keep their 5e products vibrant and available in print and on uh, their partner uh, platforms, the VTT platforms. Right. So yeah, so open playtesting uh, is moving forward. So sign up today on the uh, Cobalt Press site if you're interested in seeing what Black Flag looks like. And um, yeah, so this is this changes nothing. Right. <laughs> Your pitiful attempt to quell the uh, the the uh, well just. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, I think is, it was kind of the SRD being released in the Creative Commons that probably allowed them to. Yeah, but yeah, that said that yeah, we're definitely doing this now. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And I can't believe I mean it's a, the four hundred page, four hundred some page SRD is there now. That's crazy. Which 
like we said kind of before the stream started, makes me think all the more that Watsy's just going to abandon 5e yeah, right. once, like, once 6 yep, or 1 yep, rolls out. Yeah, because yeah, they, this is something they can't take back. Right? Yep, they so this can't is, take it back. This yep. is released. This is forever in cool, the wild. Cool, it's yours. We're not, we're, we're not working on it anymore. Yeah, but, but look how shiny yep. and cool 6e yep. is. I mean, 1D&D. &D. <laughs> we can't possibly call it 6. So another company that uh -huh. is that this is affecting or, or they're they're making moves uh, reacting to I don't know I can't That's quite right. tell what this is this is yeah. a little mysterious Cubicle Seven so Cubicle Seven um, who has a lot of uh, licenses that so they right. do the Warhammer uh, TTRPGs which are going to stay with that system I don't think we have to worry about five E versions of that all oh, right the and the Age of Sigmar one too yeah Age of Sigmar yeah yeah the, and the, the upcoming Forty uh, K the uh, kind of Inquisitor oh, style right, one right. yeah there's lots of lots of good stuff coming so they are uh, about to kickstart a tabletop RPG called Broken Weave and this okay. will also give you a look at the er, an early look at the newly developed rule system that they're calling C seven D twenty. Okay. So this will be compatible with D and D five E according to you know to the SRD, and um, yeah, I guess this is just their way to to get in there because they have released five uh, E versions of games. So <laughs> Doctors and Daleks, uh, yep, the yep. <laughs> Doctor Who, and Adventures in Middle Earth, the um, basically One Ring five uh, E version of One Ring, they have released in the past, and because they have a lot of licenses, I think they probably want to stay with a, a popular system. And yeah. What is happening with this? So that means everyone's going to have their own thing, their own version of 5e. And so, yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting move by a lot of companies to support 5e kind of without supporting. Is it an interesting move? I don't know. Like, okay. Rah. All right. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to get dragged for this, but like, okay, look. This like recent like my feeling this recent like five e or d twenty compatible boom mm -hmm. is exactly what led Hasbro to go eh, no right to try and yank stuff back right yeah, yeah like the whole thing like all I get it five e is the most pop or d and d is the most popular game or role playing game in the world so a game that is compatible with five e gives you an audience right mm -hmm. does it really though i would like to see numbers right okay mm. the argument is always oh people who play this right well it's going to be an easy transition to play this other thing because the rules are the same okay valid point does it actually ever work mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. it really does is it homogenizes the rpg landscape to where you have an eight thousand pound gorilla who's able to dominate the market and then go we're a dominant force enough where we can just go everybody mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. revoke this s the, the the ogl and all the stuff so the fact that i feel this glut of 5e compatible games mm -hmm. led to the OGL crisis kind of makes me look at all these people who are, who are and companies who are making stuff that's still compatible with five years right. ago. Stop it. Really? <laughs> right? Like, right, right, right. Like, okay, like, yeah, sure. Things are different because the SRD cannot be, it's creative comments can't be revoked, mm -hmm. right? So that game system will always be there. But I still feel like even if people are playing this game, like CRD, C7D20 or Doctors and Daleks or any of the other 5e compatible things, they're like, it's a much easier jump to Watsy and D and D mm -hmm. than it is to any non D twenty game, right? <laughs> right so it's right, not like right. I th really think the argument yeah. about it's 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 encouraging people to branch out. No, it isn't. Mm -hmm, it's encouraging mm -hmm. people to try a different flavor yeah, yeah. of the same game and stay within their little area of 
safety, mm-hmm. which is a lot closer to them funneling <laughs> money to Watsi than it is to anybody else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I mean, this seriously, this rule system is the rule system that everybody is going to <laughs> align themselves with just because the SRD is now. I think, like, <laughs> it, it's okay. I can be bitter about it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I can also understand it, right? Like said earlier, before we actually kind of started things, it's a business decision, right? Especially for for larger independent yeah. businesses, right? Yeah. Do we take a risk by making a system that's completely un not unknown, right? But okay, I think like Age of Sigmar and Warhammer Forty Thousand to stick with uh, Cubicle Seven oh, yeah. probably had a big enough. They're a big enough name, a big enough IP where you're gonna get people to at least look at it, irregardless of what the system mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. So they could, I think, take a bigger chance. Right. With a newer system, right? Yeah, and the expectations were different. The D100 is like, yeah, that's what we expect Warhammer, at least fantasy, mm. to be. So, yeah. Keep... You, you could have given them anything. And as long as it had, like, gruesome critical hit tables, <laughs> they would have been happy, right? But, like, other other things that are maybe not so sure or don't have a bigger chance of success, to mm. ensure it has a bigger mm-hmm. chance of success, use the world's most popular role-playing right, game, right? And right. I can't fault the companies for making that decision because it does lessen their risk i can look at it and go you're you're helping the monopoly yeah yeah. right yeah i just i just it is it's really it's a funny thing that this is the system that so many companies are are, yeah aligning themselves with it's kind of like all the problem okay all the problems in the states right like unfortunately someone has to lead the charge and they're probably Mm. (laughs) the person is that person is probably not going to survive right oh yeah yeah, unfortunately so it's like i can't really I can't really be mad for companies going, I, I, I don't want to be the first one to like jump ship or do all this stuff. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, we got to make money. Let's keep being safe. Right. But somebody has to do it or yeah. nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Broken Weave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, <laughs> Sorry, so, back to the topic at hand. Sorry. So, so Broken Weave is going to be on Kickstarter starting February 8th, a post-apocalyptic tragic fantasy setting compatible with 5e and, C- and C7D20. <laughs> it is tragic. Hmm. Um, about uh, And that's about the extent of what we know. So they've just shown some some key art. So it's just the preview right, of the okay. campaign, some key art. But uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, Cubicle 7 said it is uh, involved in discussions about open licensing and will have some more news as a situation develops with their CD20 system. That's a mouthful, C7D20. Yeah, everyone's going to have their own little yeah, they are. funny thing. Well, okay, and I, I can't I can't complain about that either because like the same thing's happening in like indie scene where it's like, you know, when once powered by the apocalypse hit, everything was powered by the apocalypse. Like mm-hmm. Thirsty Sword Lesbians, the tagline's powered by lesbians. I mean, the Forge in the Dark, you got like forged, right? In whatever, yeah, right? right Everybody, right, right. Mm-hmm. and I get it, right? It's branding. Mm-hmm. So again, I can't be mad, but you can really look at stuff and go, really, really? <laughs> right? And yes. I keep and I come up I... with something easier to say than C seventeen twenty, right? Yeah, we'll see. But another uh, good sales month for Goodman Games, right. yeah, another company that deserved the bump. So January was their best sales month in the history, the two-decade history of the wow. com- company. Nice. Um, they had a huge, uh, yeah, huge bump. So, uh, yeah, best sales in two decades, all-time high, exceeding prior Black Friday, holiday special events, everything. And wow. several accessories, adventure modules, and things were sold out. Uh, on the site. Uh, so yeah, th- there was a, um, so Joseph Goodman uh, released a statement saying uh, DCC RPG is an amazing, an amazing game that deserves many new fans. And we are happy to uh, constantly meet new players uh, to the game. Uh, so 
Uh, but the timing of the January sales growth is telling. The demand surges uh, coincide directly with Watsi's announcement regarding the OGL. I strongly believe that D&D is the tide that lifts all boats in the TTRPG space. And I sincerely hope that Watsi... I, see, I can it's see on my face. Yep, it's on my face. <laughs> that Watsi understands that its actions are driving gamers away from D&D. I welcome the many new DCC fans to our wonderful community, while also hoping Watsi finds a way to retain and grow its core fan base. Yeah, so, he was being very nice. Yeah, um, but do you think if if Watsi makes you know really fumbles this and has a, a platform that no one can use, right. it's it's completely ridiculous and just basically falls apart and devalues D and D into nothing. Do you think that's going to hurt everybody, or do you think the people will just try to look for it? They'll move to you know Pathfinder, they'll move to another system, or it will just be fragmented and then it'll become a niche weird little hobby well, again? Tough to say mm -hmm. because okay, I mean we we kind of had this discussion like way back when 5e was coming out like what's going to happen if 5e is a flop mm -hmm. like i think things are kind of different now because dnd has a movie coming out yeah, right yeah. like there's all these it's a lifestyle brand so if the game is somehow like a flop and if they completely fumble it i honestly don't know because people who are in the hobby will probably play something else right, right and right. like dcc selling out and pathfinder selling out tells me and tells everybody that there are places for people to go if they want to play D and D, but not D and D. Yeah, right. right. Mm -hmm. And that's not me saying anything bad about Dungeon Crawl Classics or Pathfinder. Right? They're very similar games, but ugh, English. <laughs> but Watsi and D and D Five E was still the only company with reach beyond gamers. Right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't see. Yeah. Pathfinder or Dungeon Crawl Classics in Walmart. Yeah. Right. Right. You might see them in like a bookstore if those still can exist. Right. So if Watsy just like fumbled six, current hobbyists, current players would be fine. Mm -hmm. Would we get new? Ah, uh, right, yeah, right. Or, or would yeah. new people? I, I don't know. Right, I don't know. and yeah, just maybe that, and maybe that's what they're really banking on is they're gonna the new generation is gonna want a digital. They're assuming just like the the future is VR that uh, mm. Meta sure. <laughs> Meta sure. assumed. They're assuming that the the new generation doesn't want to play with pen and paper around a table. They want you know to all be online. Well, who knows? Maybe mm. Watsi is making the right or a choice here, right? Mm -hmm. If the movie is successful, mm. right, or if all these other avenues other than the game itself act as an entry to the game and if everything for 6e or whatever recent or future editions are funneling new people towards this vtt or whatever they have are they going to know anything different mm. right like you talked to all these like you start with the hobby like some people never make the jump or find out that there's other stuff outside this and if they get funneled to like a digital walled garden how would they ever know yeah 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 that's true it would have to take some some big trauma yeah. with that system yeah. to actually even so so maybe or, or they would just quit right? yeah yeah yeah. right that's the other thing right yeah. so maybe watsi is going yeah sure okay whatever do whatever you want we've got all these other avenues into the hobby that feed people directly to our little walled digital garden mm. and we got them and the other thing, and the reason I was kind of thinking about this is an interesting move with all the 5e compatible or our new version of, of the you know 5e using the OSR, is um, I was really thinking that um, no that that's not was it the SRD yeah, yeah <laughs> using SRD, the SRD yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> these abbreviations are killing me. Um, players have been playing this game, even new players might have been playing this game long enough that they realize wait a minute, 
all we need is this SRD. We never have to buy another thing again. Our dungeon master has created this whole original world, like you know, this this whole homebrew world. Like this is all we need. We have we already have the dice. We already have yep. the character sheets. We don't need these companies anymore to create adventures for us because we already know how to do this. And that's the the thing that's always been possible with you know tabletop roleplay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really that, that's why it's interesting that all of these companies, are, hey, but our stuff is still it's super compatible. And hey, we're got we got a system that's using the SRD and uh, you know really trying to reassure people that they can play something, use their settings and use their uh, use their adventures because they're familiar. But you don't need that anymore. Well, okay, that's, like yeah. I was, I liken it to like okay, cooking, right? Like anybody. Mm-hmm. Can cook, mm-hmm. right? I'm channeling the <laughs> ghost from Ratatouille, right? Anyway, right? Okay, anyone can cook, but you got you have to build up that skill, right? You have to like go by the ingredients. You have to mm-hmm. spend mm-hmm. time cooking, right? So like, yeah, anyone can cook, just like anyone can make a setting or a game for for blah, 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 with the SRD. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has the time. Not everybone yeah. has oh, yeah. the inclination, oh, that's, right? Yeah, that's not everybody true, yeah, has yeah. like the skill. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think like those pre-made, and that's not using a disparaging term, right? These pre-made things are always going to have a market yeah, because people either because don't have time, the time, right, right. inclination, or or they just don't want to, right? It's, right. But cool. Th- I want to play a game. Don't have time. We're mm. we're playing this, right? Yeah, and just but just thinking about how many DMs since 2015, how many DMs have kind of been trained how to make an interesting adventure. They've seen how pre-written stuff runs in their groups, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, now I know how to do this. I think that yeah, that's that's very interesting that we never have this huge defection. I mean, I've heard some people in like the OSR group and and things say that yeah, I never need to buy another book again. Right. I mean, I have more books than I'm ever going to run. So yeah, yeah. Well, so, doesn't the OSR kind of have a, a DIY mentality? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Where it's like, more, okay, yeah. we're going to hack the fuck out of yeah. this rule set to make it like the wh- exactly what we want to play, right? Where I'm not saying that mentality doesn't exist in other subgroups, but I think right. it's just really highlighted more in like OSR, yeah. where it's like other people like, okay, oh, right, well, it's also the shared adventure thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you played Temple of Elemental Evil too. What happened to your players, right? I remember that timeline. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. Hey, cool. Who wants to go through Ravenloft you know, that, that's again? That's true. Right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of the water cooler talk of yeah of TTRPGs. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, and I wonder how successful Watsi was with Five E of not letting people understand that they could do that. You know, it's like no, no, you have to buy the next adventure. Icewind Dale is coming out. Don't you want to play that? Well, you know, I think like... they kind of they kind of knew what they were doing when mm-hmm. they said, okay, here's these old adventures mm-hmm. kind of cleaned up a little bit for the new system not maybe not like entirely but like mem- you have great mm-hmm. memories of playing this or you've heard people talk about right, this right. now you can play it in the new yeah, system right yeah. buy it again <laughs> <You're> right? right so <laughs> yeah so i yeah, i don't know i'm i, I, I I don't know. I, I think, uh, but they're continuing that same thinking. If they can keep people buying their published adventures mm-hmm. and then you know move them into a virtual thing where that's you know where they're getting content dumps and premium you know premium subscriptions that gives them monthly well, stuff. You know, if also digital. I guess the other side is like if the company doesn't keep producing stuff, will people keep buying? Mm-hmm. Yes, just from a different company, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's true. We, we yeah, want people always, yeah. to keep. <laughs> buying our stuff therefore we need to keep releasing stuff mm-hmm. and each of these companies does have a, a different approach and a different flavor you know mm-hmm. for their game so like a dungeon called classics is going to be very different from a public you don't talk to npcs <laughs> in the dcc module you just kill them right? <laughs> right. you kill them and loot their corpse right? <laughs> right and sometimes that's all you want 
So yeah, yeah. So I guess if, yeah, you find something that's to your taste, and mm. yeah, there you go. So that's I think that's what yeah what they're hoping for. How else are you going to play a game that lets you use it like a D thirty or a D seven yes. or that Rochambeau <laughs> die, right? Exactly. So the only bit of disappointing news, but not that disappointing, um, is uh, from GameFound. Right. So GameFound uh, fell short of their goals. They had some pretty optimistic goals for what they were going to be able to achieve in 2022. Hey, as go as, big or go home, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but they did take a big bite out of Kickstarter's uh, tabletop uh, project kind of you know revenue. Mm. So um, they only had about a 45% uh, increase, and they were hoping for uh, something a lot bigger. Um, wow. the, uh, yeah, so, so game found, uh, yeah, was, was very ambitious and wanted to, uh, but, but they did this. So they hope to bring in, se- uh, 67.5 million, which would be 25% of Kickstarter's revenue. I think they set it just based on what Kickstarter right. makes okay. and they, uh, they did about 45. So it's not, I mean, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not, it's not a huge, uh, huge disappointment. Okay, you, you didn't hit it, but I mean, still. Mm-mm. Yeah, about 40, oh, sorry, 45% of that, of that, of that, of that, of sorry. <laughs> I'm reading numbers well. So, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so Kickstarter did decline then in the tabletop, uh, the tabletop category, $33 hmm. million, um, last year. Oh, hey, if there's no avatar being kickstarted, <laughs> right. right? You're not going to make as much, right? <laughs> and they did um the other uh they got significant investment from uh, uh Ravensburger, the oh, cool. uh, um yeah, old, the very old game publisher yeah. that believed in uh what they're doing. Um and these guys uh this is the um uh Polish. Uh this, these guys are uh, a Polish-based company that uh, are the same guys that uh, brought you Awaken Realms. So that's the uh, yeah the company that, that does. So they did also, and it may be just be that their timing wasn't great, that the whole crowdfunding thing, especially for board games, is slowing down a bit mm. because they had some really big games, uh, Elden Ring, Last of Us, and Slay the Spire that had board game versions that didn't do the numbers they expected. They expected much bigger uh, campaigns. Mm. So everything might be slowing down. So People That's, are saying, "I'm not going to play these games I bought. Right. Why do I need more?" Right, right. And the uh, the other thing is so little, yeah, a little bit of burnout. The other thing that uh, they were also discussing is the timing when Backer Kit decided they were going to launch. So that, that oh. yeah, that coincided with Game right. okay. GameFound r- doing their beta. So Backer Kit, which is already established as partnering with. Hmm. Um, uh, Kickstarter was the back end for a lot of Kickstarter right. campaigns, now became their own platform. And they said they had the timing. They don't want to specifically point fingers, but that but, timing yeah. was yeah, did not help them do what they wanted to do. Yeah. But I think, like you said, it, it is... People are kind of saying, "Yeah, I got I got more plastic and cardboard than I I mm. could you know usefully uh, deal with." So uh, we're just gonna wait on some of these expansions and things that are coming out for these games. And they were kind of on a, a Kickstarter and crowdfunding, I guess, in general, does get these companies on a kind of a a frantic pace mm. of like you know every couple of years they got oh, we'll do expansion for this and then expansion for the other game and we got to keep stuff coming out and keep people coming back. Yeah. And then offering them, you know, buy into the, you know, the base original game and things. So they really get on a, a treadmill of, uh, yeah, of begging for your dollars. That's really, is it? Or I guess in a sense it is begging, but in a sense it's also like a pre-order, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But Kickstarter is not a pre-order. That's what they always think. Sure. They, sure. They, they, I think they bold the yeah, not. They do. Yeah, <laughs> So um, uh, the uh, the owner uh, of... Um, uh, GameFound is saying the economy, realistically, uh, we have nothing to do with and we cannot guarantee whatever will happen with inflation. We have absolutely no influence. So, yeah, people having less disposable income, less hobby dollars is going to affect everybody. But it's just nice to see that um, uh, Tabletop is moving to other places and the Kickstarter isn't the only right. place to fund a uh, 
a tabletop game. So you have other options. Oh, and that, that was the other thing too, is uh, uh, the makers of Gloomhaven uh, chose Backer Kit as their preferred. They left, oh, right. they left Kickstarter and chose Backer Kit. So that was also a, a pretty big blow, hmm. but also, you know, showed that people are getting uh, tired of uh, Kickstarter and their fees hmm. and everything. But uh, yeah, so yeah, so not not hugely disappointing, but it's definitely showing slowdown everywhere. And that's that might be if you know um, American inflation and stuff doesn't get under control, it might be a pretty bumpy launch for one D and D with people are like, I can't pay thirty dollars well, for a virtual. I got to get my Netflix. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got to log in from my home IP every oh, thirty days. Oh, yep. that's right. That's right. No well, sharing. Yep. No sharing. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, we'll see. People are um uh yeah, making different decisions now. People are also world. pretty loyal though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that SRD is not free. You don't need to spend any money. It's in- not the new shiny Jeremy. <laughs> oh, that's Come right. On. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Doesn't have all those subclasses in it. It doesn't. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all right. So that will do it for this week. Yeah, so just a little bit of yeah, fallout from Watsi. We're just yeah, the 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 tide that's lifting the boats is like rippling everybody. D and D being the tide that lifts all the boats is the trickle down economics theory of hobby TTRPG. It doesn't work. Right. It's not the case, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, optimistically, well, people supporting Five E have to believe that they have okay, to believe. Because yeah, yeah. the alternative is just too bleak, right? <laughs> it's too bleak. You either be, you're either happy and you believe that, mm-hmm. or you're like me on the other side, bitter about that and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, where can people find your bitter uh, self? Yeah, exactly. For more of my bitterness, that's uh, Hivemind, H-Y-V-E-M-Y-N-D, on Instagram or Twitter, though. Instagram has slowed down since I don't really paint anything ah. that more. Because mm-hmm. all my paints are probably frozen in that computer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nice. Mm. So how about you? So I'm still doing, and I, I managed to actually do it this week, Ooh, nice. my single panel gag cartoon, uh, Domestic Abuse. So you can read that archive at gocomics.com slash domestic abuse. Or uh, abuse cartoons on uh, YouTube and Twitch, and I so I live stream the drawing of those two cartoons every week. It's a nice chat, and I eat a lot of stuff from convenience stores, so you can see all the the weirdness. So Melty Kiss, I didn't know, I, I had seen it so often that I didn't know Melty Kiss is a winter only. Yeah, those oh, little really? chocolates. Okay. Yeah, they really. Okay, that, I guess that's why it's melty because it's yeah. cold and you want something that's melt. I don't know. Right, right. So they um, because it will in the in the summer heat they'll just like liquefy totally right, in okay. those wrappers. Yeah. So yeah, so tune in, tune into the live stream for interesting information about seasonal chocolate in Japan. Yep, there you go. <laughs> All right, and if you like what we're doing with the weekly, uh, please consider becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash/UpturnTable. And you can be a weakling. Yep, the strongest of all supporters. Yes, and let us know what you want to see on the stream, what you think of this new lighting setup. If uh, if we actually look like living people, in some yeah, right, right. There's some blood in our faces, and uh, yeah, just let us know um, what you want to do, and then get access to uh, early access to everything that we're doing. And um, there's downloads and actual plays and all kinds yeah. of fun stuff to uh, see on there. And the audio of this live stream goes onto the RSS feed for patrons and you can just listen to it at your leisure instead of watching our weird lighting setup <laughs> <laughs> weekly. But... Didn't knock anything over the yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So, uh, so thank you for joining us and we will be back again next week. Later, mortals. Goodbye.